TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to Two Guys at a Mic Show. As our Mr. Announcer man said, TalkZone.com. Looking up at the screen and looking at a uh, light breeze about 15 to 18 miles an hour. Looks like a sunny, if not cool, day in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. The Masters Golf Tournament, I believe, is off and running. Phil Mickelson with a 148 tee time. We'll talk Masters. We'll talk some baseball today. We'll jump off the sports page. Coach flying solo today. Going to be joined by uh, Rusty Sobart about uh, 11 seconds here for a brief moment of time. Of course, we'll take your phone calls also at 888-463-6748. The Talk Zone award-winning music. <laughs> oh, goodness. I keep saying award-winning. I'm not sure what award it is won, but clearly, clearly producer David Olson should be getting up in front of a large group of people with a tuxedo, maybe a little bow tie, and he should be an accepting award for somebody. A, for the fine music here, and B, just for putting up with our nonsense five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. Thanks for joining us, folks. Let's welcome in our special guest today. He is driving on Chicago's highways somewhere. Be careful, my friend. It's Rusty Silbar checking in, one of our uh, occasional co-hosts. Rusty, how are you? I'm doing fine. I wish I could say I was driving en route to Augusta because the way you gave that forecast oh. looks a lot better than the highways here in Chicago under dense fog. It's a tradition but, like none other, Rusty. Oh, it's such a tradition. It's, it's always been my dream come true to be in Augusta on the weekend here of April, You know, on this weekend especially, because mm-hmm. I've never had the opportunity to go down there. I've talked to friends that have made that trip and see all the tradition down there. It's just, it's luscious. I mean, you see all the flowers, the beauty, the... The green that's down there, and it mm-hmm. makes you feel like, you know, spring is finally here. Spring has sprung. The grass is riz. Oh, how I wonder where the birdies is. Uh, by the way, I've got a crazed bird. Remind me to tell you about that, David Olson. i got to mark that. i got a maniacal bird outside of our window. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Masters, awesome tournament. Uh, it's very much fun. I, You know, the way you described it, and I guess the way I described it a little bit, I still, for atmosphere and, as you called it, the very poetic, by the way, the lush greenery, I still like the British Open. I think there's something about the atmosphere. And I know the Masters has a bit more prestige. For, for me, Rusty, there's nothing like the lush greenery of the well, great, of, of the British Open. Yeah, but the, that's the British Open. And for some reason, you just don't see the, uh, as you say, the lush green, the look to it. And, and, and this is the... This is the start to the majors. This is the yes. start to the season, in a way. Even though they've had a bunch of tournaments over the mm-hmm. last couple of months, the Masters stands out for many mm-hmm. as a major tournament. This is just so big because I think every golfer, every professional golfer, that is, maybe ourselves, wouldn't mind wearing that green jacket by Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the great uh, tradition, of course, uh, the unique trophy that is the green jacket that makes it a little bit more special. It's a little weird. It's sort of like... Auto racing, and you alluded to it, it's so early in the season, Rusty. 
You know, you got in auto racing, you got the Daytona 500 practically opens up the season. Now, the PGA Tour has been going on for six weeks, but this is the first major, and the Masters is the most glorious of them all. Isn't it a little weird to have the Masters come up at us this early, this quick? Um, I, I don't think so. I think it's set up at the right time. I mean, for most people around the country, at least maybe half the country who settles through, you know, the winter and into spring, you know, it takes till about April or even May, for that matter, on the mm-hmm. struggle area for something to happen. But uh, most people start to believe in the Masters when that comes up. That's usually the official start to basically the golf season, e- even for a lot of people, except for the people that maybe that might be in Florida, Texas, or Arizona, mm-hmm. where they can enjoy, you know, golf all year round. Rusty Silbar, our golf expert, uh, checking in. He's headed up to, unfortunately, not Augusta, Georgia, but Really the next closest thing to it, Mundelein, Illinois. The two are often <laughs> confused. <laughs> you want to give Rusty a call and uh, talk some golf with us? We'll open up the show with the Masters, get to some baseball in a little bit. 888-463-6748. Rusty, you got a feeling, a hunch, when you woke up this morning, any of the fine golfers out there, maybe a Brent Snedeker, maybe a uh, Kashi Ishiwaka, any of the golfers, you got a feeling this might be their next four days. Well, you, 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 first off, you got to go with Phil Mickelson because he's the man that right now. Phil Mickelson. Not familiar with him. Uh, neither am I too much, but he won the green jacket last year. He also got really hot last week at the Shell Houston Open. Shot yes. a 63 and a 65 the last two days. So you got to go with the man that you don't want to touch, the man that's really hot at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all the odds are on him. I really would like to see Tiger Woods, though. I mean, you really feel for the guy for what he's been through, you know, over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. He's due, or maybe he's overdue for something big to happen, but he's got to come up with four consistent rounds yep. to make it happen. Which... Something we haven't seen out of Tiger, but Tiger's still Tiger. Tiger's still an awfully good golfer. He still makes cuts. He's still within, I'd say, what, the top 30, 40 golfers in every tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I still think when he gets in contention, look over their shoulder and be wary of Tiger Woods. So if he's still in range to win this tournament by Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, by a couple shots out, that may cause some interesting dilemma or maybe some interesting procedure, you know, nice drama you could throw out there. Something big is going to happen by Sunday if he's still in on uh, on, on Sunday afternoon. Now you could be sure the CBS executives listening to your comments right now, Rusty, and Jim Nance and the rest of the CBS crew are hoping that uh, what you just said comes to fruition because, as you know, the TV ratings skyrocket when Mr. Tiger Woods, Tiger Eldrick Woods, is part of that uh, final Sunday. Phil Mickelson, I was very surprised going back doing my research before the show. We don't have any interns here. We haven't hired an intern in the last three weeks. It's unbelievable. Usually we have one like once a week. But uh, So I had to do my own research, which, you know, a big shooter like me, Rusty, really shouldn't have to do. But I was surprised. But Mickelson's won the Masters three times now. Yeah, he's won it uh, a few times. He used to not be able to win a major. Well, that's, yeah. And the first and major I, he ever won was indeed the Masters. And I used to have thoughts that maybe Phil Mickelson's another Greg Norman, because Greg Norman used to always do that. How many times do you see him take second place over the years, mm-hmm. or over, the, over the decades, it seems like? But Phil Mickelson couldn't win a, a major for a long time, and it finally... You know, took a, a, a magical round or a magical tournament for him yep. to do that a few years back, and now he's been able to win three, as you mentioned. So I, I almost right. Certainly, I remember the first one because you're right. You know, he got the monkey off his bat for so long. Uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I remember last year where he won, and of course he's the defending champion. I guess 
what I forgot is that uh, he won that third in a very short period of time. So I was surprised he's got that kind of heritage, but that's not bad to have three green jackets hanging up in your closet. And of course, last year he had a lot on his mind, you know, between his yes. wife and his mom. And yep. sometimes when you get uh, a lot of weight on your mind, that sometimes is a great way to go out, play around the golf and get it, things off your mind and try to make something work in your favor. And it did mm-hmm. last year. Yep. Of course, uh, for me, I, you know, I, I found a great way to get golf off my mind as far as playing because it's such a frustrating game for me. And I found uh, the best way for golf not to frustrate me is basically not to play. I'm mm-hmm. been... wondering why, with your frustration, you're not the type of golfer that goes out and throws the club around, throws the ball around, you know, when you don't get the shot you want. Yeah, well, you know, it's been very, no, 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 I've got the, I've got a great temperament for the game, Rusty. I don't get that frustrated, I don't get that anger. My, my temperament is wonderful. Uh, the only problem is my golf swing is terrible. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that's the whole problem. <laughs> so you need a golf coach is what you're in. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I don't, you know, I was with someone yesterday, got in a discussion. He's taking, you know, he's taking tons of golf lessons. And now, you know, he's shooting in the low 80s, so the next sport he's going to take up is tennis. And he's going to start off with tennis lessons. I started getting into an argument. You know, lessons. You don't take golf personally. I just just play the game and figure it out yourself. Golf lessons, tennis lessons, that's a, that's an easy way out. Uh, take the hard way. Fight your way through it. And you kind of learn by example. You know, uh Trial, trial by error, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Well, it's kind of funny because I do like playing golf, and I've got my game into the 80s about as far as I can go. I wish I could get it to one step better into the 70s, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that will ever happen. But the thing is, I, I used to get a little bit of frustration because I want to get lower scores, but then I said to myself, it's one shot at a time. Don't worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. Forget about the score, and that, that helps my game. So. Yeah, well, that's the kind of play. I'm impressed, though, in the 80s for a rusty sober, huh? Yeah, but the only problem is, though, when the ball gets in the water yep. occasionally, and then it gets in the sand trap and goes the other fairway, mm-hmm. and then you hit somebody in the head, well, we won't go I've, any farther than that. I hit the ball in the water <laughs> so often, Rusty. I actually, uh, I got like a water club, a special club designed for water. I've got a little fold-out inflatable kayak. I'll take it on the middle of the lake. I can actually play it if it doesn't sink. And I've got a special golf ball now that I will use. And I can actually play it off the water. In fact, I'm better in the water than I am in, uh, on the regular fairway. Now, if you get it in the water, do you go to the water, take off the shoes, take off the no, socks, no, actually no, hit it on no, the water? No, 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 no. I got a specially designed inflatable kayak where my shoes actually fit into a device, a stabilizing device. So I <laughs> I can actually go. Oh, I, believe me, I spent a lot of time in the water, so I spent a lot of time. For, if you can't beat them, join them. So, you know, um, I, I, hate, I hate to throw this out, but I uh-oh. play with a guy – I have played with a guy on the, on the golf course, or should I say in the water. This guy was the most honest guy I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. He had the ball that was in the water maybe a foot or two off the, you know, off the edge of the uh, fairway yep. there. A little Jean Vandevelde. He, 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 he literally took off his shoes, took off his socks, went in there, and hit the ball out of there. Yep. And a couple of us are looking while we're in the sports, and we're like, are you kidding me? He's going to be soaked by the time he gets out. You know what? Yeah. I, I don't and he even... hit it out of there. He hit it out of the water. I give him a lot of credit for doing it. I don't even know the guy. The fact that he's a friend of yours is somewhat of a bit of a question, but I, I already like the guy because you're playing recreational golf and you go to that kind of an effort not to lose a stroke. That's a guy I could play some golf with. That's a guy I could compete with. I like that guy. I mean, the best thing I would do, I would say, okay, I'll take it, to, you know, I'll take the distance. I'll go back mm-hmm. and hit it from there. Okay, add the strokes. What are you going to do? Okay. Uh, Rusty, uh, my uh, executive producer is telling me that you are 
headed up to Mundelein about to, uh, are you paying the ticket? Are you fighting the ticket? Do you need, <laughs> do you need any courtroom drama? Because I, I know the big dog is, is on hold, and he could give you some uh, expertise on paying tickets. Let's see if we can get, uh, real quick, let's see if we can get the big, big dog, are you there? Okay, I am now, Coach. All right, hey, big dog, real quick, because Rusty's got to go. He's headed up to Mundelein, I think, taking care of a traffic violation situation. I figured you could give him some advice. No, but I'm sure he was done absolutely wrong. It was probably a sign that wasn't uh, you know, displayed properly. I'm sure it was a guy with an itchy trigger pen. I'm serious, the Coach. Rusty, what was it? I feel for you. I, I think he was anxious to get the ticket, of course. So that's what I'm thinking because I don't oh. think I was speeding. But then again, what are you going to do? The you know all, all these municipalities <laughs> they want their money. You know that. Ah, uh, look at Rusty blaming it on the policeman, big dog. An old tried and true formula. No, that's it's not bad. And uh, as a as someone who has a best friend that's a policeman, I would totally second that notion. <laughs> so there is based on the mood that they're in, the quota oh, yeah. they have to fill. Oh, there, yeah. There's all right. But, as, but honestly, everything I've been told, if you're nice to the cop, that does go a long way. Yes. Yes, sir, no, sir, all that stuff, it really does help. Did you ever try pulling up your shorts, Joel, and show a little thigh? I have. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out pretty uh, well. <laughs> Rusty, I've seen you. That's not your best option. Hey, we're going to let you go, Rusty. You already said Mickelson you think is your favorite. Give me an underdog guy. Give me a name out there that maybe we're not thinking of that you think might might play into Sunday's action. Well, there's a couple names already off the uh, off the gate here this morning that have caught some attention. Retief Goosen, who holds in his second shot, got an eagle on the opening hole. Wow. He's actually four under through four holes. Holy and man. Ross Fisher, here's a name, Ross Fisher. I, don't know, I think the last Fisher Ross I remember Fisher. played chess or something. I think know? he's an assistant attorney at the uh, place I'm doing some real estate business at. <laughs> yeah, but he's uh, four under through 12 holes today, so wow. that's another name uh, that you might want to consider. I mean, Luke Donald might be another name to yep. think about. I think Martin Keimer yeah, but is Luke one Donald name. Won I'm, the I'm three. I'm sorry, he did right. win the par three yesterday, you're right, but usually so, par three winners don't win the whole thing, though. Larry uh, Larry Shacklestein, I've just been informed, is, is also four under after five. But Larry is playing at the uh, Valley Low Golf Course in Glenview. I don't know if that's indicative or not. But he's four under after four. Mm -hmm. That'll be interesting by the end. I mean, there's there's a lot of names that can get on this leaderboard to to win it. But uh, I think a name out of my hat, probably I would go with, uh, how about Dustin Johnson? Beautiful. Beautiful. Rusty, uh, we, we got you down for, if Dustin Johnson or Phil Mickelson wins, we're going to spend you a, uh, send you. Not spend you, but send you a, a fine prize from our somewhat limited prize vault. Yeah, I was getting the one you yeah. said fine, and I said, that's what I'm paying today, but thank you. All right, thank you. <laughs> Rusty, thanks for hopping on. Be safe up there, and uh, good luck with the traffic violation situation, the old TBS, and we will talk to you in the not-too-distant, okay? All right, take care, guys, and uh, have a good weekend. Later, Rusty. There it is. Rusty checking in, and uh, surprisingly, we didn't think that we'd have the big dog on today. Are you... With us for a brief moment in time, Big no, Dog, no, no, are you going to no, run no, all no, four no. laps? Foreman couldn't make it, even though you know, you know, even though this is my house. Joe Hogan oh, was going to be the foreman right. of the whole operation. You had some fence work going on today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and to be quite honest with you, I had a bunch of other stuff going on. I looked up and it's ten oh six, and I'm like, uh oh, you know, I just figured, I, you know, I should have uh, called you a little earlier, but did the cleaning lady show up? Oh, yeah, that, that wouldn't spectacularly go. At least for everybody else, not for me. Oh, you know? that's right. I forgot. I was thinking maybe you're doing tours with your new job, but you had a whole group of friends coming over to put up a fence at your house, right? Yeah, well, no, no, my fence is up. But all I can say is, you know, these Midwest uh, summers, and this fence is 25 years old. Yes. 
it, it, we need to dig a few holes, mm-hmm. put a little concrete in, and, okay. and just put up a couple new posts around the fence, and it should be enough mm-hmm. patchwork. Right. You know, you get you get six of your friends over here, you can knock that out in three hours yes. and have a good time doing it. So. Yeah. Clean up jobs, if you got quantity, they're not nearly as bad. Even if it's a huge job, if you got a lot of people helping you, that will solve the problem, no question. So did you, the workers showed up, but you got all the workers but no foreman? No, 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 no. The, the the foreman let us know beforehand. Ah, yeah, it was all right. It was all good. I should have okay. just. I knew. I knew well ahead of time before mm-hmm. ten o'clock, coach. So all right, my beautiful. Fault. Well, we'll take you any time we can get you, big dog. I hate to cut Rusty off, but I think Rusty wanted to be cut off. Actually, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Our phone number. We'll finish up the Masters talk. Take a break. Talk some baseball as well. Big dog and a coach with you up until eleven o'clock. Give us a call. Anything on your mind, sports wise or otherwise, we'd be happy to talk about. David Olson, our producer. Big dog. It is the seventy fifth uh, annual Masters. I know golf is not your favorite sport. But you are a fan. Any uh, thoughts you have coming into the tournament? Uh, basically none, Coach, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I wish I was hoping I would get to watch it. I won't get to watch any of it. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty disappointing. I won't get to watch one stroke well, of this whole entire tournament. But you're a longtime DVR guy like me, so will you not, as I will do, tape the final nine on Sunday in case it's exciting? Okay, that is a good point. I probably yeah. will tape the final nine. Yeah. All right. We got a Bubba Watson. 33 to 1, Matt. Let's, let's go uh, within three, real quick. A uh, within three. See if you can get the uh, I might even make it within five here. See if you can get. How about a Steve Stricker? Odds to win the Masters? Um, I would say 20 to 1. 33 to 1, you're down one. This is tough. That's why we're extending it to within five. Uh, the aforementioned Luke Donald, winner of the Par 3 tournament. Uh, I'm going to go 35 to 1. 20. Five to one. This is tough. How about uh, Hunter? I like Steve Stricker more than I like Luke Donald. What Come on, you? you picked it's, it's... Illinois and. Uh, I'm not setting the odds. Guy. I'm reading you the Las Vegas odds. Go, no, call. no, I'm just saying it's funny, coach. You picked the Illinois guy and then the Northwestern guy. Ah, right I forgot in a row. about that, Steve Stricker. Yeah, that's product of champagne. Yeah, a couple of Big Ten products, very nicely. Yeah, that's, oh, that's you did that subconsciously, I bet. Actually, I forgot that Steve Stricker was from Illinois, so it was subconscious. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I like my subconscious. Uh, how about a Martin Kamer popular pick? Young. Oh, okay, 18 to 1. Ding, 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 ding. 22 to 1, nicely done. Within Ooh. 5, he's up to 1 and 2. How about a defending champ? When did Dustin Johnson win? It was about 2005. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, he's been playing... Uh, very well of late, native of yeah. South Carolina. What do you think on Dustin Johnson? That's 15 to 1. Ding, 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 ding. This game's called within five. You, uh, if you're within five, so you win. 20 to 1. Nicely done. How about <laughs> Lee Westwood? We're climbing the leaderboard here. Possibly one of the... Uh, oh, I would have more. to say he's 22 to 1. You <sighs> didn't climb the leaderboard enough, big dog. Okay. 14 to 1. 14 Whoa. to 1. I'll give you one Whoa. more, and then I'll throw a Tiger Woods at. How about Anthony Kemp, who was the next best thing in golf about three years ago, but has not quite lived up to the reputation. It's yeah, very tough yeah. to do. 27 to 1. Ding, 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 ding. 32 to 1. Ooh, well, you're sneaking in, Bat. You, sh- yeah. you should be ashamed. you going to accept that one, or? <laughs> I really don't care, to be honest if with you. If you had any these sports. Are, these are blind guesses, every All single right. one of them. Tiger Woods. <laughs> 10 to 1. 
Very good. Eight to one. Tiger Eldrick Woods. Phil Mickelson's the favorite. He did win the Houston Open yesterday. 75th annual Masters. You want to talk about it? Get our golf analysis. We really don't know much about it. We're fans of it. We don't know much, but we'll be happy. I think I can speak for you, Red Joel. If any fans want to call up, you'll be happy to give your analysis. Oh, heck yeah. I don't know why they would want my analysis on golf unless Unless you wanted to hear me talk about how cheap the beer is at Augusta, which it is. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's what I yeah. love about that tournament. Uh-huh. I'll always respect it because it has the cheapest concession prices that you'll ever see outside of Little League sport. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Isn't that cool that they do that, yeah. Coach? Because it, it has the reputation of being a very uppity-uppity club. You'd think they'd charge. Is, is it Augusta's decision or is it the PGA to keep the beer prices No, no, no. Down? It's Augusta. It's the golf. That's the whole thing. Is like it's like Augusta runs the whole tournament. Unlike other like PGA tournaments, like yep. they don't mess around, Coach. Who's like, the guy yeah. who runs it again? The Hootie and the Blowfish guy. Oh yeah, Hootie Johnson. Yeah, I got to tell you something. That guy, you, you got to love that guy. He knows what he believes <laughs> well, in. Yeah, and he's he's he, and he that's what yeah. he believes. Well, you know, I, I, mean, I don't I have, have to... no problem with that. Well, I do. Just just Why, because, because somebody differently of you. Just because somebody has strong, he has strong opinions, and he knows what he believes in. Well, if what he believes in is wrong and idiotic, I don't have to respect the guy. I understand that, but he isn't wrong and idiotic. But like a lot of people have like like pounded the guy, and he's like that's too bad. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. care. I just think it's pretty cool. Have you ever um, been to Augusta? No, I've barely barely ever been to Georgia. I mean, like driven through it a couple times and stopped along the way, but I never stayed in in Golf. Georgia. I really wish I did. The place is beautiful. Golf expert Joe Radwanski joining us here again. Questions for him, 888-463-6748. Have you ever been to any? Because I have not. Have you ever been to any golf tournament actually followed a foursome or stayed at no. a hole? No, and if you think about it, um, the Western Open was played at Cog Hill for years. Yes. I mean, my mom's house backed up to the golf course. So you would think one of those times I would go by, see my mom and go to the, oh. but I was always like, what was always, I forgot what it was. There was always something really big going on that particular I, weekend. And I never, I was not about to miss that. To I remember once when golf. the plumbing backed up a little bit and overflowed a couple of holes at Cog Hill. That wasn't, that wasn't your mom's house and possibly you after a night at the burrito house. No, I, I really can't. Claim that I did not do okay. that, Coach. All right, because they had to close off that ninth hole for a while, if you know what I mean. But that was definitely a serious hazard. <laughs> Boy, you talk about a hole you want to hit straight in the fairway. Let me go a club down. So Holy <laughs> mackerel. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Again, phone line's open, 888-463-6748. Big Dog, sit tight when we come back. A little baseball talk. Your Cub lose. Your Sox win. We'll talk a little baseball roundup, up, wrap them up as well. David Olson, our producer, other side of the glass, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Big dog and a coach at your service. Imagine the excitement.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, two guys and a mic. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. I don't know if you saw this little tidbit or not. I had to fully appreciate, of course, Liz Taylor passed away about a week ago. The funeral was held a couple of days ago or over the weekend, but apparently she had either told people or written, actually written in her will that she wanted the casket delivered 15 minutes or for her to come in 15 minutes after the ceremony had started, which apparently they followed up and did. Because she wanted literally to be late to her own funeral. No, that was beautiful. That is awesome. <laughs> she was Liz Taylor, literally late to her own funeral. <laughs> if, you know, I'm. I yeah, I hate to be second. It's not nearly as funny the second time, but I'm thinking of checking out my will and maybe writing an addendum in there. I've got about five or six addendums already in my will, big dog, and one of them includes you, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay, well, uh, trust me, I'm not cleaning that thing. I don't know. It might involve money. You never know. See, immediately, oh, well. <laughs> cleaning the thing. Immediately, you assume the worst. <laughs> well, whatever. It's, I, it's, it wouldn't be funny with you because you're not um, you're not late. You're actually pretty prompt. Right. Actually, you're ridiculously prompt. That's yeah. what I love about you. I think okay. that's why we're friends because you actually are on time, unlike most people. All right, well, maybe I should be, like, buried and underground and then have people show up. Like, what happened? Yeah. I'll be ahead of the game. Where'd he go? You guys are always late. <laughs> He's always on time. Uh, I've got like the Bill of Rights to the Constitution. I've got my will, and then I've got my ad endems. And uh, you are one of the five. And David Olson, if he keeps it up either negatively or positively, is scheduled to be like the eighth ad endum. Well, uh, what's he going to get the sky tickets? I do. Sky season tickets. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. All right, uh, 888-463-6748. Dial it up, folks. Talk some baseball here. Big Dog, we got to start with your favorite team, Chicago Cubs, up and down, up and down. It's been a, a psychological... Yeah, that's why I was getting all crazy well, when we were getting all lovey-dovey on the Cubs yesterday. But, but I can't remember six games to start the season. Every game has been an emotional role. You know, usually there's some like some easy games Easy loss. Okay. Easy. Well, I, Every game has been a rope. Mike Quade is like losing it at this point, and we're only six games into the season. Well, here's basically what's happening, Coach, is they're not a very talented team, so they're not going to blow anybody off the field, especially on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. okay? And all of a sudden, they they seem to be doing the little things right, so basically they're going to stay in games all the time. This is going to be a nail-bite and rip-roaring season all year long. Hopefully they can mm-hmm. figure out a way to – Contend for the wild card and make it exciting, but now I mean that's that's basically what we're looking at right now. All right, the loss yesterday six to four brings him down to five hundred. Was probably really the second negative yesterday. The biggest negative story, and it could become a major one, is your two young pitching. I don't know if he'll call them stars, but two good young prospects, Randy Wells. He's been pitching for a while, and Andrew Kashner, the rookie, both coming down with arm injuries. Both go on the DL, big dog, after starting. One game. You've been around a long time. We don't want to panic button too early, but uh, your level of concern here? Um, not concerned at all about Wells uh, because it's just form stuff. And it's like he really shouldn't have pitched the last game, and he did. And it's still bothering him, so he's like, you know, I'm just going to have to shut it down for a bit. And uh, But Cashman, you got to worry a little bit about it because it's shoulder. And it's uh, 
you know, they haven't done the MRI or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and when you're talking about a strain of the rotator cuff, Not you don't good. want to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's. You don't want to be messing with your rotator cuffs. You mm-hmm. don't want strains. Oh, hopefully no tear or anything like that. But you do the right exercises. Who knows? You end up being stronger. But the mm-hmm. cashier could end up being really, really good, coach. Yes. So, yeah, that's that's the one I'm concerned about. So I, mean, I don't even care. If, I mean, Randy Wells. Hopefully, could be a consistent number four pitcher on a mm-hmm. good team, maybe a five pitcher. But Cashner could be that that elite guy. So mm-hmm. we need to make sure he's okay. Man, it's amazing because uh, you know probably one of the biggest stories of the five or six weeks that it was spring training was who's going to win the Cubs, you know, number four and five spots. They pretty much had the first three spots taken already. You had the big battle, and Cashner and Wells get the the honor, and they both pitched pretty good. In Cashner's case, real good in their first game in one game. One game into it, both of them, not just sitting on a turn, but they both go on the DL big deal. Wow. And, of course, for Cubs fans like yourself, it brings back memories of Kerry uh, Roderick Wood and Mark Pryor when they were the two aces. Yeah, but they were the aces. They were getting paid ace-type money. The Cubs were depending on them. They built their team around them. I'm not as concerned about mm-hmm. uh, Andrew. Ka- I want Andrew Kashner's shoulder to be all right, you mm-hmm. know, so a lot. I know what you're saying, Coach, but uh, I, the level of disappointment and like what, what's going is not anywhere near. Because when those injuries were going on, the Cubs actually had an extremely talented ball club and good lineup. So, All right, day off yeah. today for the uh, Cubs. Get a rare day off. Travel to Milwaukee tomorrow and uh, heading in at three and three. Some good, some bad. And again, the games have just been. Uh, tremendous drama really every game has come down to it white Sox. speaking of drama big dog i don't know if you caught this game yesterday i'm listening on uh, radio ed farmer and darren jackson bringing it to you but 10 to 7 and 12 innings did you happen to catch the ninth inning baseball expert and sports reactionary joel redwanski uh no i was uh actually interviewing uh, uh lawyer richard marcus yesterday you were so in- i didn't get to see it when joe kim story gave up four hits and four runs wait you were interviewing a lawyer Yep. Are you all of a sudden in charge of a law firm? You're hiring lawyers now? No, not like for a job, Coach. Oh. Okay. But, no, I didn't get to see the the blow-up. Okay, I will not pursue that any further. Yes, it was a blow-up, and I think you will (laughs) attest to it, the Joakim Soria, one of the top relievers in the game. He comes in for Kansas City, got three-run lead, and he gets the first two outs. Two outs, nobody on. At Kansas City, fans going wild. Joe Kimsori on the mound, all of a sudden, the White Sox with a walk, with a base. It wasn't one big hit, big dog, but uh, everybody refused it. I think both Canerco, and you'd appreciate this because you're old school baseball, Canerco and Quentin both, two strike counts down to their final strike, fought them off, fought them off, and both got base hits. I was thinking about you when they did that. Oh, that, that's what it's all about, Coach, isn't it? You know, that's what you, you got to go up there and be a scrapper as a hitter sometimes mm-hmm. and make sure you, you know, you keep the. The order movement. So yeah, it, it, wouldn't you agree? Part of it is mental, and not so much when I say mental, knowing the pitcher and you know what he throws, but just that refuse to give in attitude, that mental toughness. That damn it, I'm and a lot of Cub players could use this attitude. But damn it, I'm not going to strike out. I'm going to find a way to get my. It's me against the pitcher. You got to have a little bit of that mentality. I thought Canerco and Quentin showed it. Yeah, yeah choke up a little bit sometimes, shorten your swing up. Mm-hmm. You know, in you the know, you know, RBI situations with two outs and close games, you know, the one run usually is the difference, you know, so 
uh, that, that was huge. I, I think it helps if the hitter looks uh, at the pitcher mono versus mono. You know, uh, appeal to not your prurian interest, but appeal to your competitive instincts. And again, you got to know the technical, you know, the spin of the ball and the pitch situation of the pitch count and what the pitcher likes to throw, yada, yada, yada. But I still think, big dog, if you can bring it down to hitter versus pitcher and that hitter, it's, it's like, take it personal. It's me against this guy. I think that helps your hitting ability, especially in clutch situations. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Bear down, focus, mm-hmm. relax. Yeah. You know, you know, that's, it's, I, I'm with you in that. Right, I'm with we, you in that. And, we were talking Las Vegas odds earlier. Joe Kim Sori with a three-run lead, two outs, nobody on. What are the odds the Sox are going to come back with a four spot? Oh, I would. Okay, now, Coach, honestly, uh, I would. Okay, if I was betting, I've got you, a I number give, written down here. I would. I would give you fifteen to one. Fifteen. I would give you fifteen to one. Oh, I, think I would let you bet that with again. That, that's a bargain. I wrote down forty to one. David Olson, I'm showing it so he can uh, see. I mean, David can't see it because my writing's horrible. So I believe you. Forty to fifteen to one, I think would be a bargain. But either way, it was an amazing comeback for the White Sox. They score four with two, and then and now here's the other part of it. Now, now you go, you're at Kansas City, so they get in a bat in the ninth inning. Now closers can blow games, big dog. But see if you agree with me here. Your team comes back with four in the top half with two outs. And a couple batters with two strikes. That's a situation when you cannot give up a run. If you're a closer, you must shut them down at that very moment. Yes, yes, yes. It's a momentum swing game. It's like you you walk out of there, uh, puffy chested, coach. Mm-hmm. You, you got to get it done. It, you know, you can say some games, you know, it's just a win or right. loss. That's, but whatever, there's something to be said about uh, momentum and emotion and, and karma for a team. Mm-hmm. Well. Somebody forgot to get the message to Matt Thorne. Not that he wasn't trying. And to Casey's credit, by the way, because they could have folded under that comeback, too. They scored in the ninth, but uh, the White Sox win it in 12 innings. And a young rookie who's playing some pretty solid baseball. Big up Brent Morrell comes up with a big single. Had a couple of nice defensive plays, too. He's uh, he's a key for the White Sox. And so far, Brent Morrell playing pretty well. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad. Well, I shouldn't say, well, I'm, I'm not a White Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan. But I'm so glad they're playing him instead of T-Hand, coach, because, yeah. I mean, the guy's a ten times better fielder, and he has never hit. So why would you expect him to start hitting? He's like all this potential, supposedly. Mm-hmm. The reason why the Kansas City Royals got rid of him. And once again, potential in the French dictionary is. It's a it's a word that means he ain't worth a damn yet. <laughs> oh, good. By the way, I saw Mark Tien play the outfield, his new position. Uh huh. Woo! Wow. You talk about adventures out in left field. I, I really think he could dominate at Kane County Cougar Stadium, Coach. Yeah, uh, he can hit a little no, bit, but so. uh, and maybe first base, but outfield definitely not going to be the best spot for uh, Marcus McCarthy. Tien. All right, so, so White Sox win, Cubs lose. Some of the other games out there yesterday, uh, Big Dog. Who's uh, how about the Boston Red Sox? And again, baseball <laughs> fans, you want to check in here eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Cleveland knocks off the Red Sox. Oh and five to start the year, Big Doug. Who would have thunk it? Uh, I definitely wouldn't have thunk it. And uh, they're in must-win situation, Coach. They're in must-win <laughs> mode. Not, they are. All right. Uh, I love okay. It. Hundred hundred and fifty-seven games left, and it's a must-win. Uh, coach, I honestly believe today is a must-win because they have the Yankees tomorrow. So what? They got to go. I think they go to New York tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're right. They've got to be at home. They played six road games, right? Yep. Yeah. So they, yeah, they've they've got to be at home by now. You don't ever start like nine games mm-hmm. on the road. So Asrubal Cabrera 
Got the big hit for the Cleveland Indians. Tell me a little bit, uh, Ron Sano, about Azrubo Cabrera. Uh, well, uh, he's uh, he's a defensive shortstop coach. Ah, shortstop. With a little pop. Okay. With a little pop, yeah. I love defensive shortstop with a little pop. We got one of those here in uh, – we actually got two of those here in Chicago, and Starlin Castro and uh, Alexi Ramirez. Yeah, no, but uh, Starlin Castro is actually a hitter. You know, that guy yep. – you know, Azrubo Cabrera will, will, We'll luck into a home run as he hits 240. Mm-hmm. So nobody. I, I right, another uh, home run for Shin Choo Choo. It's a little bit early for the Cleveland fans to start planning the parade, but the Indians playing pretty good ball. And again, the Red Sox. Uh, I think it was you who made the comment, Big Dog, that we haven't had a team come into baseball's regular season as much of a prohibitive favorite as the Boston Red Sox in many a year. No, no, no. Seriously, since uh, like the 2000 Yankees. That was the last time somebody came in as this big a favorite. And they come in at 0-5. And we, we alluded to it yesterday. Maybe maybe down the road we're going to look at that as a positive omen because it, 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 it's going to be a little shock to the Red Sox and get them back to uh, their normal breathing rate, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right now you could still be in, hey, you know what, with 157 games you can run off a 40-game chair where you go 30-10 and 10 and everything is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But – but you can't count on that, especially if you're not playing good baseball. So you got to figure it out as quick as possible. You know, you can't yeah. bury yourself too deep in a in a division with the okay. the Blue Jays, there the resurgent Orioles, and the Yankees. It's a one day swing, David Olson. Yesterday, Big Dog talking about you know la- almost laughing that people are panicking over the 0 and four, nothing to worry about. One game later, 0 and five. Today's a must game. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I really do think it's a must win. I really do think that, coach. Okay. Because you do not want to start 0 and six. Uh, at home against the Yankees. Okay. And the Yankees are playing really, really well right now. And just say they start 0-9, just say the Yankees come in with all this pressure on the Red Sox. Cause people, I mean, seriously, cancel summer. I, that's one of the funniest headlines I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they were 0-3 at that time. And that was okay, the then. the headline of the Boston Globage? <laughs> yes. That's they beautiful. were 0-3 at that point. So two days later, it's got to be like, seriously, people are jumping off buildings. Beautiful. Detroit knocked off for, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Detroit knocked off Baltimore. The Orioles coming into the game four and zero, so apparently they're not going to go one sixty two and zero, big dog. But uh, Baltimore's still playing pretty good. My favorite bird, the Oriole. Yeah, they look pretty good so far. Yeah. We'll see. They got they've got a good young pitching coach. Yep, and they, and they have Buck Showalter, the veteran turnaround artist. By the way, speaking of young birds, David Olson, I we have a bird outside of our family room. Apparently, it's hit the neighbors too. You know how you've had birds fly into a window before? Rarity, but this guy is like it's like the suicidal maniacal bird. I feel like I'm living Alfred Hitchcock as I read in the paper. He every five seconds he'll perch on the table outside, fly into the window. Back to the table, fly into the window. Back on the table, fly over and over again. Repetitive. It's it's a little freaky, but have you ever heard of something like that? Just just let him in the house and be done with it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I almost thought it is like one of those reincarnation things, like it's a real person and he's trying to communicate, staring at me as I'm reading the paper, Big Doug. It's freaky. Freaky. You ever seen uh, Hitchcock's movie, The Birds? No, I have not seen any Hitchcock movie ever. You have never seen The Birds? Uh, No, excuse me. Excuse me. I have seen the first hour of Rearview Window. It Uh was awesome, and then I fell asleep. That's actually a movie that I I have not seen that I want to see. Rearview mirror, but big dog, you need uh, all the time you're telling me to see movies. I'm going to tell you you need to see this one. 
It's okay. old school. It's black and white, but I think one of the scariest. Now, when I say scary, it's not blood and guts and gore. I don't find that scary. But this is just freaky scary. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. Okay. No, I, I, I love old movies, and I can yeah. deal with special effects that are that are old and actually yeah, but, get the meaning of the stuff, and it yes, can scare me. Yes. The special effects aren't so special, and it makes it more real. Make sure you have a nice young female to cuddle up to, and she'll get scared, and the two of you can be in fear together. It'll make for a wonderful night. It, it's difficult to find a, a woman that likes old movies. Really? Yeah. I would think a lot of the women out there are looking for a traditional guy who's a little bit old school. Maybe I, I think hanging out with ones that like Justin Bieber. Yeah, or... I think you're 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 looking in the wrong places, Big Dog. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got Baltimore at four one. One team that is undefeated. They're not a bird, but they are the Cincinnati Red Stockings, five and zero in the season. Big Dog. They're talking in Cincinnati where they could go undefeated the entire year. Yes. You're our baseball historian. How many teams have gone the entire baseball season undefeated? Yeah, Coach, I'm really not <laughs> sure off the top of my head, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how Braves, about Cincinnati? They started 13-0. and Remember that in 82? They started 13-0. and That was one heck of a team. Who did? The Braves. Is that the oh, long? The, the, yeah, the Brewers, they started, what was it, 19-0 and in 87? Wow. I don't remember 2007, so I'm struggling to remember 87, but is 19 in a row. I remember Baltimore yeah, way back correct. when. The Orioles had a big win streak. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They had the losing streak. In 88, yes. they lost their first 21 wow. ball games, wow. and they finally won a game at Comiskey Park. That's unbelievable. And, uh, 21 the, in a row. The Sox got booed off the field when they lost that game. <laughs> that was an ugly, ugly day at Comiskey oh, Park. Man. The White Sox were about to finish last two I, that year. So. I would have been cheering for Baltimore. You know me. Based on our ratings over the years, Big Dog, I have an underdog mentality. Even though I'm a White Sox fan, I would not have been booing the Sox. I would have been cheering Baltimore. 21 games at any point in the year. That's brutal. To open up the season, that had to be just horrific. Now, uh, you want to hear just crazy streaks and also, uh, one that involved the White Sox. Do you remember Hawaiian scrappy middle infielder for the Baltimore Orioles, Len Sakata? Yeah. Okay. He went 0 for 73 against White, the White Sox before he got a hit. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say 0 for 73, like in a streak of 73 at bats without a hit, but this was strictly against the Sox. Just against the White Sox before he got a hit. 73 at bats. How is that even possible? Lenny Sakata. Mm hmm. My third favorite Red Sox shortstop behind Nomar Garcia Parrot. I got to put Rico Petroselli in front of him. He played on the Red Sox too, besides the Orioles. Oh, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry, got my teams mixed up. He's my third favorite Baltimore Orioles shortstop. Right after well, my favorite's Mark Belanger. Got to love Mark Belanger. Did Did he ever have a slugging percentage over 200, Coach? Mark Belanger? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean. How many homers did he ever hit in the season? He, he could turn the double play with the pot, the uh, face pot hole, Davey Johnson, possibly a Bobby Gritch. I don't know how many home runs he had. I enjoyed watching Mark Blank. He was a clutch hitter. He may have hit only 220, but he got big hits at the right time. <laughs> I'll let him aside. Those are the good old days when I was growing up. Yeah. You'd have the, the baseball card of a, of like a, a shortstop. Mm-hmm. That said all star on it, and you look at the back, and the guy hit 230 with one home run that yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, Times have changed, coach. Well, the greatest example of that, this may even be before your time, Dow Maxville. I know the name, yep. St. Louis Cardinals shortstop. You talk about light hitting. He was as light hitting as they could get. Definitely in the 100, 100 but he made a couple all star games. 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? Back in yeah. the day, if you were a great defensive shortstop, yep. it didn't matter if you hit two fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so. uh, moving right along. Baseball round them up, wrap them up. Anaheim Angels, my pick by the way to win the almost said the Super Bowl to win the World Series this year beats Tampa Bay five to one. Dan Heron pitched very well. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, big dog, zero and five. Not a good start for the aging D Rays. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the aging hasn't. Complete, too young. I mean, it's basically the whole team is nothing but a bunch of 22-year-olds. There's a couple guys with, like, great arms and a couple of decent pitchers there, but everybody's 22 years old because nobody goes to the games there. So. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's really it's really sad, Coach, because they, they have – they're like the old Expos. They're per, since they don't have a lot of money to spend, they have really invested in scouting. Now, these scouts have done a phenomenal job just because you invest in it and, and try doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. But just like the Expos, they're finding the top prospects year in and year out through the first, like, five to ten uh, rounds. And they can't find any of them. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, they're the new organization that you just pluck all the plumps from yeah. whenever possible. There's, there's some brilliant management. You put all your money. <laughs> you put all your money into scouting. And then... When they finally find the right players, you can't afford to pay to bring those players in. Yeah, exactly. Something, something's wrong with that management. 000, you have, well, <laughs> you have 11,000 people going to games. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, what are you honestly going to do? What's wrong with those people in Tampa Bay? Beautiful I, weather. Beautiful park. Tropicana Field. Oh, you, no, 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 no. The what? park is horrible, Coach. The, the fact that Major League Baseball. I've was, driven was, by Tropicana Field. It looks lovely from the outside. You're, you're joking me. It is considered the worst park in the history of Major League oh, Baseball. come on. How bad can it be? Have you ever been in a ba- – every baseball park is good. It's just a matter of how good they are. I've never walked into a park, a baseball park, baseball stadium, and said this is really bad. No, no, no. I, I agree 100% with you. But not everybody is like us, Coach. That's why they well, get That's why they get 7,000 to a team that wins 96 ball games in the American League East. You win in 90-some games in the American yeah. League East, you've got to be – a quality club. I mean, I would if I lived in Tampa, I'd be there. I would, I would live yep. at the ballpark. Are yep. you kidding me? What's wrong with these people? The moral of this story is more people need to be like us, Big Dog. The world, <laughs> the, the world would be a better place. I don't have the time to impose my will on anybody else. <laughs> so it's too bad it's never going to happen. All right. How about are you imposing your will against the Texas Rangers? They're the hottest team this uh, this side of the Mason Dixon line. Seven to three over Seattle. Six to zero on the season. C.J. Wilson. Okay. Seven strong innings in Nelson Cruz is right now. I'm already ready to name him the American League MVP. No, no, no. There is no question if he stays healthy and plays 150 games this year, he will be in the top ten in the American League for the for the MVP award, Coach. Yeah. I don't even, you know, seriously, even before the season started, you kind of had that feeling. The only problem is that we're just waiting for the hamstring to, to mm-hmm. pop. You know, one night out, salsa dancing. You know what I mean? Comes yep. the game a little bit hydrated. <laughs> Quadricep tweaks, you know what I mean. And yep. then the, I mean that happens to him every year. So we'll see if he can finally stay healthy. Some guys he, are injured. He's a talent coach. He, he's like Bo Jackson, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen him play that much. Of course, uh, the, the really the most I watched him play was when Texas made their great run in the um, playoffs and into the World Series. Then I got mm-hmm. to appreciate a little bit more Nelson Cruz. Very good player. See if he stays healthy. Bottom line is though, it's rare when a team finishes. As fast as the Rangers did, and they keep that momentum going up this year, but it's like they, they basically had a day off, and they're playing just where they left off last year. Yeah, uh, honestly, Coach, and, um, okay, I'm, I'm on board now, and I believe that the Rangers organization has turned it around. 
and uh, I guess Nolan Ryan knows what the heck he's doing. And not that I didn't believe in him. Right. I just the, the Rangers have been so mediocre for so long that it, it was a maybe I was stubborn, and it took me a long time to get on board. But right. Seattle, okay, so yeah, the, the, the the American League West is loaded right now. Is all I have to say. Seattle Slim has emailed in. Uh, he wants to know from Joel: Is today's game against Texas a must game for Seattle? No. <laughs> No, I, I really don't throw the must-wins in okay. baseball out in April too often, but I really do mean it for the Boston Red Sox today. Okay. Just check it. Seattle Slim is myself and, and many of our listeners. Boston, Boston needs to empty the bullpen today. Seriously. Whatever it takes to get a W. I don't care what it takes. <laughs> if they have to hire Pedro Martinez for today's game. Six they, games they into the to... season, play like it's a playoff game. Throw your yeah. starters out there. Whatever it takes. Oh, goodness, God forbid they lose the game. By the way, speaking of one starter who started off the season very well, uh, the low-budget team's always doing good early in the season, and this year is no different. Pittsburgh, 4-2 and two on the year. Kevin Correa, seven innings, no runs. Pittsburgh beat St. Louis yesterday, 3-1. to one. Big dog of Mirage, or can uh, Neil Walker and Kevin Correa and the rest of the Pittsburgh Pirates maybe, not going to say contend this year, but can they check out the 500 mark this year? Yeah, they definitely can check out the 500 mark this okay. year and be the first time since '92, without yep. a doubt. That that they're that's in the realm of possibility for okay. this. They they can't win the the National League Central. They, I, the Reds are really really good, and if you match up player for player with they, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates won't have enough pitching to mm -hmm. contend. But okay. you know, Andrew McCutcheon, coach, best center fielder in the game of baseball. Yep. And if you just look at the all the whole all around total package, he, and plus he plays in that really big center field and. He is a, a, a definitive cub killer, that's for sure. Oh, line drives everywhere. Spence steals bases and then hits a home run, and then mm -hmm. he robs you of, of with two great catches. And by the way, Chris Young of the Diamondbacks had an incredible game defensively against the Cubs yesterday, mm -hmm. speaking of that. Yep. Where he had three great catches. Uh, but the Pirates, uh, Coach, they could, they could play 500 ball, which would not be good for the Cubs. And you know what? And maybe we just think the Pirates are on the verge of winning because they dominate the Cubs. Maybe that's what it is, because we see how good the Pirates have been when they play the Cubs, and mm -hmm. but against everybody else, they suck. So yeah, Every year, or at least too much into it. the last five or six years, I've said the same thing. The Pirates are rooting for them, low budget team. They're going to be better this year, and I've been wrong five years in a row this year. I'm going to continue and see if I can make it a streak of six, but I do think uh, I agree with your analysis. I think they can... They can uh, crack that 500 mark this year, at least contend for, break the the dreaded 19-year streak. I think they got some good players. We'll see if I'm wrong for the sixth consecutive year. Big dog, stranger things have certainly happened. Yeah, yeah. Neil Walker, second, Pedro Alvarez, the, the the number one overall pick in the mm -hmm. in the in the draft from two years ago, playing third base, and he looks really good. Brian Domek can hit. Garrett Jones can hit at first base. I mean, that guy can with that short portion right field, the hood home run. So the mm -hmm. the Pirates are set up yeah, okay. And the kid, uh, I don't know about. Is it Meeks or Weeks? The eighth inning guy I still got to watch. Evan, but Evan I like Meeks. Meeks, he's right. going to eat himself into Bobby Jenks. <laughs> oh goodness, the man has put on a little weight between seasons, no question about it. But I like their closer, uh, the kid Hanrahan can throw the ball. Joel Hanrahan, own him in every single one of my fantasy leagues. Really? Mm -hmm. be because of the first name or because of his arm? Because of his arm. After I saw him pitch first game, we got him. I, I got I got co teams with uh, with my boys, so uh, yeah, mm -hmm. we got them in all the leagues, coach. Okay, all right. Philadelphia knocked off the Mets yesterday, ten to seven. Apparently, the Mets were down seven to nothing. They climbed back to fight their way back, tie it at seven to seven. 
What a comeback and then lose to Philadelphia 10 to 7. Ryan Howard, just another day at the, uh, another walk at the ballpark, big dog. A home run and two doubles for RH. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are wondering if he's washed up or something, which I find kind of funny. Uh, but, and he never gets off to a quick start. So it's cool that if he, he could have a monster season if he continues off to a quick mm-hmm. start like he has. Okay. All right. A little baseball, not the official round em up, wrap em up. We still have to unveil that particular, uh, uh, segment of our show, but a little look at yesterday's baseball action. Quick titillating tidbits, news and notes, big dog. Before we have to sign off, again, we'll do our Friday Spectacular show tomorrow at 10 o'clock. It's really not that spectacular, but I like to call it that. It gets us excited for Friday, our Friday Spectacular show. But a few news and notes, titillating tidbits, one of your favorite events and mine that very few others even talk about. The Frozen Four this weekend tonight, big dog. College hockey's Final four, I know you're excited, Notre Dame, Minnesota, Duluth, Michigan, and... I don't know, Coach, Boston University, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, you know what, i got to check. i got Notre Dame written down twice. I don't think Notre Dame's in it twice. But uh, the Frozen Four, great event, very underrated. Uh, uh, Coach, remember, we had, we made Billy Gardner watch it one year? Yes. And he he called back, and he, he talked about how that was some of the most exciting hockey he's ever lost. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, if you love hockey and you love seven games and you love college sports, you know, oh, game seven, win or die. Well, this is, yeah, lose and go home. So, yep. and it's hockey. So it's exciting, coach. Tonight at the semifinals, now I know why I'm confused with ND written down twice. The team that is playing in the second game against North Michigan, Dakota. North Dakota. Thank you very much. So oh, there's good. your final four. Well, what a, what a matchup that would be if North Dakota takes on Minnesota Duluth. By the way, Notre Dame owns the ND insignia. Okay. They, they have more money than the whole state of North Dakota, so mm-hmm. uh, North Dakota's NDAC. There is a guy uh, who lives in Naperville. His name is Ned Dreyfus, who has actually sued Notre Dame <laughs> for rights to that logo. He says it go back to his grandpa's heritage. I... It's, it, he, he's got some powerful people <laughs> working with him. Coach, Don't so. mess with the Dreyfus family. You know that. No, you, you, you do not do you that. You do not do that. Blackhawks uh, won yesterday. They came from two down, kept their playoff hopes alive. Win at an overtime goal. It's been a topsy-turvy year. Bottom line, big dog. Hockey's coming down to a close, and our very own Stanley Cup champions are battling to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and they look good after after last night's game. Uh, Jonathan Taves uh, breaking up uh, the and that was really cool. Right after Corey Crawford got ran into and decked, uh, t- wait about ten seconds later, they steal the puck head down the other way to ice and, and score the winning goal. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Last that's that's what you call an answer. Yeah, and so uh, the now the Hawks are in a situation where they look really, really good. They totally control their own destiny, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah. pretty much they're 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 yeah. in really good shape. Is the best way. Well, you paint a nice picture. With the only problem is they've controlled their own de- destiny a good part of this year, Big Dog, and apparently they don't control it that well because every time they control it, they seem to lose games. They basically need a point to clinch, and if they get two points, they've clinched. How many games left? Three. One point to clinch? No, no, two points. Two, okay. two games. Right. One point most likely clinches. Two points uh, definitely well, will You know clinch. what? If we can't do that, then we don't deserve to be in. I think that's, I can safely right. say that. Hey, big that's game fun. at the, I think it's the United Center tonight. Boston Celtics taking on the Chicago Bulls. A little bit too much hype for this game, big dog. Or uh, is it good late NBA playoff preview action? This game doesn't really mean much for the Bulls. It does mean a lot to the Celtics, but it also it, 
and we don't know how much it means to the Bulls in terms of, hey, let's really go after this, and are they going to sit people? So it's hard to say, Coach, because mm-hmm. the Bulls don't really need it. Are they going to be pushing? Or I mean, they have been pushing all season. Mm-hmm. So all right. most teams I... you would think would kind of like sit back when I... you're three games ahead with like three to go or four to go. I don't think that's in Tom Thibodeau's mentality. In fact, I got a theory mm-hmm. on that, which is not going to play well for the Chicago Bull, but I'll go into that theory later. Real quick, Big Dog, you got about uh, 14 seconds. Kyrie Irving, the phenomenal freshman from Duke, injured most of the year, sadly. And I say sad because I'm a college fan. wanted to watch him play one more year. He has announced for the NBA, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's too bad. I, supposedly he's going to be the number one overall pick. Hopefully he'll have an NBA season to play Yep. next year. All right. But you did sign with an agent, so I guess now you can wear new shoes and suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Big Dog, great to have you on. An unexpected pleasure. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll see who is the dreaded leading the Masters after day one. Because if it's some young kid that's leading, we all know that we'll never hear from that guy again. Yeah, no doubt. He's going to be buried six feet under with lie all over him. <laughs> all right, dog. Talk to you tomorrow. Later. Thanks for listening, everybody. We much, much appreciate it. David Olson, our producer on the other side of the glass. Great job. Tomorrow at 10, don't be late. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. It's the coach signing off. Have a great day, everybody.